Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we're so glad you're joining us here Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas with you, honored and privileged to serve as your live and local concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, it's our time together to rationally and reasonably talk about the issues of the day, things that affect you and me very personally right here in the Central Valley, your opportunity to uh, lend your voice to the, uh, to the conversation. So we, uh, we begin today by, well, let, let's just start with the whole issue of personal freedoms. We are 12 months into this varying degrees of lockdown here in Stanislaus County anyway, and most of you within the sound of my voice are in the same situation as well as of the uh, look at the state uh, blueprint for a safer economy if there is an economy that will survive all of this. Uh, There are 40 of us counties in the purple penalty box. That's about 87% of the counties in California. Are you okay with all these restrictions? Are you okay with, I mean, up to now, there there is an effort now to get schools open and such, but uh, from Sacramento anyway, it was a matter of dangling a $2 billion carrot in front of local officials. It really wasn't good policy what's happening on your level what i i know here in stanislaus county there are efforts uh, hopefully to try to open things up for schools by march 15 what that will look like uh, my sources tell me they're not sure yet and that's uh, that's not too long from now on the ides of march so how are you feeling right now how are you feeling if you're a business owner i I know a few here in uh, in our area, and I'll tell you they're they're hanging on with uh, bloody fingernails. They feel like they're at the end of uh, a, a yo-yo string. You know, we make some progress at one point, and then we're yanked back. Well, the people in Sacramento, I don't think, and and I'm sure you're hearing the frustration in my voice, and uh, we may hear the frustration in your voices too here very shortly. I'm very frustrated with this. Back in, in uh, oh, tw- 11, almost 12 months ago, March 15 of 2020, we were okay. I was okay with a 15-day effort. We're all going to band together. We're going to be good Californians, and we're going, or in, in the words of Governor Newsom, we'll be good cohorts, and uh, we will band together, and we'll wear the masks, we'll wash our hands, we'll socially distance, we'll make that 15-day period, and we'll flatten the curve, and then we'll get back to some sense of normalcy. Did that happen? No. What happened? Well, there was these very convoluted restrictions and, and eventually color-coded tiers that went into effect that created a lot of tears amongst those who are uh, employed, now unemployed, amongst those who own businesses that they've built up for decades. And those businesses are uh, 
are about ready to uh, to close. Some of them have closed. One of the one things that, one of the things that breaks my heart is to drive around our area and in other areas near us, and to see what used to be flourishing businesses, flourishing restaurants, shuttered and not coming back. It's tragic. And it is not COVID-19 that caused that, my friends. It's the public policy about COVID-19 that has caused this. And uh, so we're going to be discussing this in detail a little bit later on today. Let me give you the phone number to lend your voice to this. Where are you right now? Are you not frustrated? Are, are you okay with this odd ride we're on, this, this, this 12-month? journey into oblivion this 12-month journey to think of what used to be things that were guaranteed by our constitution now considered to be well relatively uh utopian and we'll probably never have it you look at the at the tears at at, at at the tiers that uh, Governor Newsom and his folks have laid out for us, the purple tier, I call it the purple penalty box. You look at the substantial tier, the red box, and then the moderate uh, orange, and then the minimal uh, yellow. There's only two counties uh, as of Tuesday's uh, report, only two counties, Sierra and Alpine, that are in the moderate level, the orange level. There are none in the yellow level. And there's now 16 in the red level, and there are 87% of California's counties still stuck in the purple penalty box. You feeling frustrated? Yeah, I am. Our uh, phone number here, and and we're going to talk to an expert on on all of this in just a moment. Uh, so hang on for that. And if you have questions for him, we're going to open the phones for you. The number to call two zero nine five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. So like many of us here in Stanislaus County were stuck in the purple penalty box of the state blueprint for a safer economy. If there is an economy left after almost 12 months of state safety dicta from governor Newsom. And for many of us, we're done. We're done with it. We're done with the tap dancing. We're done with the cleverly worded obfuscations peppered with references to cohorts and the calamities that await us. If we don't jump through the next bureaucratic loop and be good little lemmings and never question authority, never push back. We're almost 12 minutes or 12 minutes, 12 months into what we were led to believe would only be a 50 day, 15 day rally to flatten the curve. And all our rights that we thought were protected by the declaration of independence, the constitution, the bill of rights seem to have Fallen on deaf ears in Sacramento, we begin to wonder if anyone in Sacramento or Washington, D.C. is feeling the same way we are. Well, my friends, there are glimmers of light. There are sparks of sensibilities. And one of them joins us this afternoon to discuss a demand that Governor Newsom terminate his COVID-19 state of emergency declaration and our guest coming up has also written a book. You're going to be interested in this title. It's called Call Newsom, The Case Against America's Most Corrupt 
governor. Our guest is State Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, Republican from California Assembly District 6, and that that includes uh, parts of El Dorado County, Placer County, Sacramento County. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for making time to visit with us today. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the chance to be on. Hey, let's start with the uh, the details of this demand that Governor Newsom terminate his COVID-19 state of emergency declaration. I know you've uh, been at the forefront of that. Unpack that for us. Let us know what's happening right now. Well, this is actually a resolution that I first introduced uh, last May. I mean, it's been uh, now exactly a year as of yesterday since the so-called state of emergency began. Uh, but, you know, a state of emergency in California uh, is supposed to only uh, last as long as it's necessary uh, for the governor uh, to lay claim to, you know, extraordinary powers in order to uh, combat it. And it became clear, you know, uh, within a couple months, uh, at least, I mean, probably sooner last year, that the way that the governor was using those powers is, you know, trying to simply uh, use the state of emergency to turn California into an autocracy and to have all decisions for a state of 40 million people made in a centralized, one-size-fits-all command-and-control manner from Sacramento was not the best approach. Uh, it was not helping us in terms of the economy, certainly, and as we've seen over time, uh, it's had negative public health consequences as well. And so, uh, you know, my uh, insistence from the beginning is that we manage our way through this Uh, in a way that is consistent with our constitutional Republican form of government, uh, with our uh, basic liberties as citizens, um, and, uh, you know, with the the notion of of self-government, of government by the people. Um, So that's what my, you know, resolution that I first introduced uh, last May was all about, and I continue to believe uh, that we would do a lot better uh, if we allowed for, you know, communities to Uh, make their own decisions on a lot of these fundamental questions rather than having everything dictated by Gavin Newsom. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley with us. Again, our phone number, friends, if you have questions uh, for the Assemblyman, area code 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. Assemblyman Kiley, a group of restaurants and bars have, looks like they've had it. Uh, up in your area, especially in Placer County, we're looking at suing the governor. Uh, can you give us uh, some more details on that and how how that might affect the future of the rest of California? Sure. So we actually just had a press conference about this this morning. Uh, there's a, a lawsuit being brought by a coalition of restaurants in my area. And, you know, California uh, is the last state to bar you from eating indoors at a restaurant, you know, and that's, by the way, true of a lot of other things as well, like gyms, like youth sports, like museums, that California has been, uh, you know, the last to open those up, uh, which, you know, speaks to the lack of, you know, uh, of any rational basis uh, for that policy when everyone else, uh, you know, who's looking at the same data, looking at the same science, generally speaking, uh, comes to a different conclusion. And so, uh, you know, this particular lawsuit is among a group of restaurant owners uh, who are challenging the authority of the government to simply arbitrarily deprive them of their right to operate. 
Assemblyman, I, I want to come back, uh, and, and, and this fits into uh, that lawsuit, I think, and, and the purpose for the pushback that's happening right now, and we certainly understand the, uh, the frustrations involved. The emergency declarations normally throughout our history, and California at least used to be a model for the nation, for the world in terms of a, a wonderful mutual aid system and the use of emergency declarations and uh, the Spafford Act and, and a whole levy of wonderful things that, that worked really, really well in times of major uh, emergencies and disasters. It seems to us like this is a, a really a big abuse of the law in terms of these emergency declarations. Uh, do, do you think that we will ultimately have the public support, that we would have the support in Sacramento perhaps to lay down some protocols for uh, future governors perhaps and say, look, we, here are the limitations. We, we are not going to allow you to, to, to stomp on our, uh, on our constitutional rights by abusing this kind of authority. Yes, and uh, I've actually introduced legislation uh, that will do precisely that, that it will make a state of emergency automatically expire after uh, two months so that, you know, the governor can't simply cling uh, to extraordinary powers until, you know, he decides that he'll relinquish them. Um, That's one piece of legislation I have. And then, you know, I also, along with James Gallagher, have sued Governor Newsom for the abuse of his emergency powers, and we won a trial. Uh, against him last October. And, uh, you know, if that uh, decision is upheld by the Court of Appeals, then that'll place uh, clear limits on what a governor can do under the banner of emergency powers. Because as you allude to, you know, Gavin Newsom has abused the Emergency Services Act in a way that no prior governor has. We've had governors who for 50 years have been making use of the powers under that act to fight uh, fires and earthquakes and medfly infestations. Um, but no governor until Gavin Newsom has claimed that the act gives him carte blanche to simply uh, rule the state by decree and turn himself into a one-man legislature. As a matter of fact, at our trial, we cited, uh, I believe, um, uh, a couple dozen of uh, Gavin Newsom's emergency orders that cite a provision of the Emergency Services Act uh, that refers to the police power of the state, which that's what Newsom believes gives him uh, authority to do essentially anything that he wants. Uh, We do not think that it does. Uh, But what's telling is that no prior governor has ever cited that, or at least they have never provided an example of that, of any prior governor ever citing that particular provision of the Emergency Services Act. And yet, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom has cited it two dozen times. Uh, So it's kind of odd that, you know, throughout 50 years, you've had many California governors and it just kind of escaped their notice that there's this dictatorship provision uh, in the act that only Gavin Newsom has now noticed. (laughs) So uh, I think that between a combination of our litigation and the legislation, hopefully we will, uh, you know, place uh, firm limits on the emergency powers a governor can claim so that we don't go through anything like this again. And Assemblyman, I think many of us, go back back a year ago to March 15, many of us were okay with, you know, rising to the occasion. Uh, We're all good citizens. We'll, We'll do that. We'll, but... You know, 11 to 12 months into this, the frustrations are, are just uh, growing. And uh, so let me ask you for your opinion. And look, I'm, I'm just a simple pastor and talk show host. I am uh, 
I am mystified reading through all of the details of how this uh, blueprint for economic safety and such reads. It 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 uh, exceed, my synapses start to smoke and fire uh, when I start to go through all of this. Is this as mysterious? to some of you who are legislators up in Sacramento as it is to some of the rest of us, or, or do you understand this better than we do? You mean in terms of the emergency powers and how exactly it all works? Well, I'm thinking uh, more of the, of the tiered system and how you get out oh, sorry, of tiered. How... Yeah. 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 So that is, um, well, no, you're, uh, you're exactly right to be confused because it is uh, inherently confusing and has continued to change. Uh, in terms of you know what uh, <laughs> what the criteria are, uh, you know what even the different uh, tiers are called, or what uh, you know metrics are used to advance from one to another, and what allows you to advance from one to another, and what's allowed in one tier or color versus this and that, and then sometimes the whole system has just been suspended. Um, so it's been incredibly haphazard, and you know Governor Newsom will simply change the whole game uh, without telling anyone why, uh, without notice to anyone, and will you know. Uh, throw out a system that uh, that counties have been relying on and that businesses have been relying on. Uh, so, and, you know, in fact, the governor has at times withheld data uh, saying, oh, it's only going to confuse the public if I let this data out. So we don't even know uh, what he's using to make his decisions. And in fact, he's repeatedly refused to provide the data to justify school shutdowns and business shutdowns. So, uh, no, I think that, you know, your take uh, is very much reflective of the way most people feel that we're, being subjected to these life-altering decrees um, that have, uh, you know, that are based upon uh, some uh, system or taxonomy uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, the uh, the formulas just uh, don't seem to make uh, sense, and it almost seems like it's impossible. Uh, again, we're in here in Stanislaus County, where our uh, clandestine studio is at the moment. Uh, <laughs> We've been stuck in the purple penalty box for a long time, and it just seems like it's very, very hard to climb out of it or know how to climb out of it. Uh, a news break today, we heard that uh, apparently there was an announcement by Dr. Mark Galley that uh, outdoor stadiums, performance venues may be allowed to reopen in April, uh, depending on what level you're in and such. Is it, uh, again, I... I want you to check my suspicions. Is this perhaps related to the onslaught of lawsuits and the recall, or, or do you think this is something, uh, decisions that are made uh, from the governor's office that uh, really are designed to help us? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, and that's precisely the sort of suspicion that Newsom opens himself up to when he refuses to provide uh, any, uh, you know, uh, Fact, factual basis or uh, basis in evidence or data uh, for the decisions that he makes. You know, uh, it just seems so arbitrary. And uh, when there is that, uh, you know, uh, vacuum in terms of the, the reasoning to justify his decisions, I think people quite naturally uh, put in uh, political motivations to fill that void. And, uh, you know, when you do have uh, a recall going on and when it's so clear that so much of what the governor has done uh, throughout this whole state of emergency has been politically motivated. I think that it's inescapable that people are going to look at it through that lens. 
Absolutely. And I think things like the announcement, uh, was it yesterday or the day before that uh, the governor told us if we're wearing cloth masks, we now have to wear two? Uh, the double mask, right? Where, where did that come from? And, and it's always, it's the science. Do you have any idea what science supports that instruction from the governor? Uh, I, I haven't looked at it closely. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, assume he's looking at something, but, uh, you know, you also have to wonder uh, uh, what exactly are, are the benefits, you know, uh, the, uh, the added uh, cost and inconvenience of all of this. I mean, other states are starting to think, look, at, you know, is it time that we roll back the mask mandates because it is an imposition on the liberty of citizens. And, uh, you know, uh, that is something that, uh, uh, should not be done lightly. And so um, it's it's quite interesting that as other states are starting to say, you know, it's more at the discretion of the individual citizen, uh, our governor is starting to, you know, uh, one year into this, uh, come up with an entirely new, you know, prescription that's uh, twice as onerous as the previous one. Well, and uh, I'll tell you, Assemblyman Kylie, my nurse practitioner wife about uh, went through the ceiling when <laughs> And that announcement came through just thinking about the detrimental effects of wearing so much covering uh, over your mouth and such. So, uh, listen, we have uh, a minute or two left, uh, Assemblyman Kylie. Tell us about your your book and the intriguing title, Recall Newsom, the Case Against America's Most Corrupt Governor. Well, you know, uh, I think that this recall is the greatest citizens movement in California history. It has the potential to fundamentally change our state and uh, to stop this downward decline we've been on for so long, which under Gavin Newsom has become uh, a total freefall. And I think that what's, uh, you know, uh, particularly um, telling about the way Gavin Newsom has mishandled COVID-19 is that he's actually sort of just taken – uh, all of the problems that already existed with our state government and put them all on steroids. And I identify, you know, eight features of his failed COVID response. The one I put on the title is corrupt uh, because uh, he has, throughout his tenure as governor, uh, sold his powers and authority to the highest bidder. But now during COVID, he claims his powers are absolute. And so it's become uh, that much more of a problem. And we see this play out in the way that he's kept schools closed longer here than in any state. Uh, simply because the state's top uh, political spender and his biggest campaign donor, uh, the California Teachers Association, has demanded that of them. Yeah, absolutely. Again, the the book, my friends, is called Recall Newsom, The Case Against America's Most Corrupt Governor. It's uh, it's by Assemblyman Kiley, and we thank you so much for joining us. And by the way, I... Uh, I noticed the book is available on uh, basically wherever you go to get your books. In fact, uh, Assemblyman, I downloaded the uh, the Kindle uh, online version of it last uh, last night. So thank you for taking time to be with us today and uh, keep fighting the good fight in Sacramento. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, will do. Thank you very much. All right, my friends, uh, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley has uh, been our guest as we talk about Governor Gavin Newsom and, and really an abuse of the emergency services powers that he has. And, and we've talked about 
uh, the fact that the detrimental use of that not only sets up problems for the future, it's creating problems for us now. And no governor in the history of California has ever used those powers to that extent. And I would say, having been part of that system, abused as well. We'll be back with your questions at 209-551-3483 in a moment on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't miss the number one fiction podcast in the country, Tomorrow's Monsters, starring Golden Globe nominee John Boyega and Emmy winner Darren Chris. A mysterious hero infiltrates a shadowy corporation bent on changing human biology forever. What are the repercussions when we give corporations direct access to our brains? At what point are we no longer just consumers? At what point do we become their product? Listen to Tomorrow's Monsters on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy Slow from 11th Street all the way to MacArthur Drive today with North 5 after that delayed from 205 all the way to Louise Avenue. Eastbound 120 Manteca Slow from Main Street to 99 as well. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. I have so many people telling me on the air, off the air, that they want to get out of California. Or do you just want to get rid of your house without a hassle? If you're tired of the homelessness, tired of the crazy taxes, if you're ready to sell your house and move, there's an easy solution for you. Call OsborneHomes.com. You know the realtor fees and all that work that comes with a traditional sell? Forget about it. You can avoid it. Osborne Homes makes the process simple. To buy your house as is. No going back and forth with people that don't have the money to buy it. If you want to sell your house, call Osborne Homes. It's a no-brainer. There's no realtor fees. Any size, any condition, any price. Born and raised right here in the Valley. Call Osborne Homes today. 559-460-3551. 460-3551. OsborneHomes.com. Licensed brokers. They've helped hundreds of homeowners this month in California alone. 559-460-3551. They'll buy your home now. 559-460-3551. I had a knee issue where my knee gradually was getting sore, and then after a while, it just hurt to bend it. For David, a patient at Modesto Physical Medicine, even driving a car was a struggle. Getting in the car, I'd have to lean over towards the passenger seat and bring it in straight leg. Physical activity and working out was out of the question. It bothers me a lot. It's still in the back of my mind that I may not be able to do it ever again. But Modesto Physical Medicine changed all of that by treating David with non-surgical regenerative cell treatments. Done right in the office. No downtime for David and other patients. Week one after the injection, the pain was starting to go away. By week two, I could bend it a lot. Modesto Physical Medicine uses state-of-the-art pain management that helps your body heal itself. I'm back at the gym again, working out with my trainer. Modesto Physical Medicine, just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call for your complimentary consultation today, 209-838-3434. Call now, 838-3434. 
Real Estate Jerky, KFIV's new live call-in real estate show. This Saturday at 12 noon with local real estate experts and host Ed Parco, mortgage advisor, MBA, and veteran at Lending for Living. Prime real estate advice. Real Estate Jerky gives you something to chew on. Heard the good news about COVID-19 vaccines? They're here. But you can do more than wait for your turn. Here's how. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. And it's risky to be indoors with them, too. And masks? Well, they protect both the person wearing them and the folks around them. Wear a mask, watch your distance, and make a big difference now. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy, except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need, so there's that. I mean, look, so beautiful, so empty again. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. From the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. This report is sponsored by Stand Up to Cancer. I'm Tony Goldwyn. 20 years ago, when my mom had lung cancer, she didn't have many choices. But today, you do. If you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, please visit standuptocancer.org slash lung cancer to learn more. Sunny skies with a mix of clouds this afternoon. We'll see highs in the low 70s, partly cloudy tonight, and we might see some rain overnight as well with lows in the 50s, a mix of clouds and sun tomorrow as well. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for being part of this here, being part of the conversation. Again, my privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Not only my privilege to visit with you during the weekdays here, but also to serve as a an area pastor, a community pastor, and as the president of Advancing Vibrant Communities, where we connect people who would like to serve others, not under government threat, not under government direction, having nothing to do with the government, other than partnering with the government from time to time to connect volunteers who freely want to give of their time and resources to help others. And you can find more about that at vibrantcommunities.org, vibrantcommunities.org. So we've been talking about uh, Governor Newsom today and uh, a growing feeling amongst the populace and also uh, among people like Assemblyman Kevin Kiley up in Sacramento uh, from California District 6 that Governor Newsom has been abusing his emergency powers that in the past other governors haven't uh, have not done that to that extent maybe uh, a month or two or so but here we are almost 12 months into the restrictions. And, you know, there is good news that, that comes to us. For example, today's positivity uh, rate here in California 
is uh, is the lowest since uh, the pandemic started. It was two uh, two point five percent in October. Today, our positivity rate in California is two point four percent. So why are we still so highly restricted? Why are we still in this lockdown mentality? And, of course, uh, we look at other states. Other states are making some pretty bold moves. Here's Governor Abbott from Texas earlier this week. I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type, are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. Well, how about that? That's happening in uh, in Texas. So what's happening with you? How are you feeling about it almost 12 months into this? We're, we're almost at March 15, 2021, a year that we have been uh, under these restrictions. And, and yet it, we, the stat that I just gave you looks like we're making uh, tremendous progress. And yet Governor Newsom's uh, response to uh, hearing uh, his, uh, his cohort, uh, the governor of Texas, was absolutely reckless absolutely reckless what the governor of Texas uh, is doing. Uh, Newsom responded to that saying that we're never going to subscribe to the point of view of some other states. Hmm. He says there was one large state today. He didn't name it, of course, but he said there was one large state today that said, quote, no masks. Everything goes back to normal in the midst of a pandemic. And uh, he he intimated that that could lead to a type of resurgence that uh, led him to impose a second statewide lockdown uh, that lasted two months this winter. He says we're uh, a little more mindful and sober. Well, okay. I'm not, I guess we could or could not debate that. We're a little more mindful and sober of the potency of these variants and mutations as well. More mindful and sober of the experience we had last summer where we moved forward and ultimately had to revert back, and we don't want to do that ever again. Do you notice the fear, the fear factor that's always there? And, you know, stand, my friends, stand upon what you know is true. And Roger from Turlock has some thoughts about that. Roger, as you look at at all of this, what are your thoughts today about uh, the governor and and where he's at with the restrictions that he has on us? Well, I see a double standard with the governor presently. Uh, I noticed that his uh, Plump Jack restaurant still closed or Plump Jack winery still open. But yet tons and tons of restaurants have been closed throughout California, many to the point where they can't recover. And they're permanently closed now and broke, including the owners who've worked tirelessly for years to open them and keep them open and provide employment for their workers. And I also noticed a double standard, uh, whereas he requires 
people to wear masks and double masks and all these regulations that we have to abide by, and yet they have pictures of him dining at the French Laundry Restaurant with a bunch of rich lobbyists who uh, donated heavily to his campaign, and uh, he's not wearing a mask. His family's not wearing a mask, and I didn't observe any of the lobbyists wearing a mask, so I just sense a double standard. So your average working people are struggling. The workers at the restaurants, the owners are struggling. And yet um, he's able to violate his own uh, regulations. So it it's, uh, seems kind of hypocritical. And in the meantime, hundreds of thousands of Californians are losing their source of income, losing their businesses, possibly losing their houses, going bankrupt, uh, just suffering terribly it's just uh, very ironic at this point you would think that he would ease up considering some of the bad publicity he's had over these issues so what do you think it is roger is it a, a control issue has he committed uh too far so we can't go back uh i know it's hard to assess motivations what what do you why do you think he's sticking with these high restrictions where People are losing jobs and businesses and incomes and life savings. What, what do you think's at the bottom of that? Well, I think at this point it's illogical because there is lots of improvement as far as the COVID going. Um, also, there's a lot more vaccination uh, taking place. Also, there's lots more sign that herd immunity is kicking in. So I think that the logic behind keeping everything shut down and and uh, incurring even further pain and suffering upon the Californian population, it just isn't logical. So I don't know what his motivation is. And not only that, but the suicide rates going up, it's just having a lot of uh, negative psychological effects uh, in that respect. And then the schools being closed this long, the, the kids, need some kind of structure they're losing the structure and it's i even see it myself from observing uh school-aged children that they seem kind of aimless and lost without the structure i think point with all the negative effects that are going on in spite of the fact that the covid is improving and logically you would think that he'd start opening things up more rapidly i don't understand what's motivating him to keep things closed to this degree at this point. Roger, uh, well-formulated, well-stated. Thank you for your input today. Appreciate that very much. And, uh, you know, as I'm listening to Roger, something else is occurring, uh, uh, occurring to me. And that is this, this, I think this is going beyond a Democrat, uh, Republican issue. Uh, this is ascending way above your political, uh, affiliations. This is about survival in the state of California. And uh, a lot of people are, are just uh, are very passionate about what, they, uh, what they're feeling right now. Uh, Shelly uh, from Don Pedro. Uh, Shelly, what, what are your thoughts about all of this that we've been talking about today, especially in terms of uh, Governor Newsom's reticence to apparently listen to his constituents up and around the state? Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I 
my husband and I both think it's a complete power trip, um, not only on behalf of Governor Newsom, but but also our leadership in general in this state. I mean, there are other states that have proven that um, lockdowns don't work. There's not a need. Common sense should prevail. And it, it's just beyond me how these numbers keep changing and updating. And who is behind the numbers? It's like the, the um, essential industry. Who sits and determines what is an essential industry? Um, I think, you know, there, we're all essential, and, and I'm blessed that I have been in an industry that has kept working, but I have many business partners who have been shut down for eight, nine, ten months, and I, to me, it's just a power trip that um, they're not looking past their desk. They're, they're not looking at the real world and how common sense and, you know, people, you have to trust people's behaviors and trust what they do. And I think this whole tier color module that they have is is just um, it's it's not transparency with with all of us that live and work in California and pay taxes. Yeah, you know, Shelley, you you use the term common sense quite a bit, and I think you're using a lot of common sense in bringing that to the fore. It doesn't seem like we're <laughs> we're hearing that that we're sensing that. Um, let, let me ask you very quickly, just, just very, very briefly. At the beginning of this, back in March 2020, were you willing to do what we needed to do for that 15-day period and, and see if we could flatten the curve? Did that seem to you like a, a viable thing to do for a short term? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have two kids in college. You know, it wasn't their ideal life to shut down, not running track, and, and to be home with mom and dad. Um, but we, we did so because we were asked to do it, mainly because no one knew any research or data behind COVID. So we were all willing to do what was asked of us, and we all did. Um, but, you know, it's amazing that we're, again, it's a year mark, and other states and other governors have shown that lockdowns are not necessary and they're actually detrimental to people's livelihoods and, and health. And absolutely. that's where I feel that our governor is just absolutely living a dictatorship and not looking at other means and ways for California to reopen. Yeah, Shelley, I don't think this is a partisan issue. I think this is a realistic, a realism, living in the real world issue. Thank you so much for your call, Shelley. Some uh, great points there. And we'll be talking more about the restrictions, where we are, where we may be going, and uh, why we're in the middle of a recall effort uh, against Governor Newsom. All that coming up. At area code 209-551-3483, that's your line to the Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483. We'll continue this discussion in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy Slow today, 11th Street to MacArthur Drive, and northbound 5 in Lathrop after that, tied up from 205 all the way to Louise Avenue. 
More delays on North 5 through French Camp heading into Stockton. South 99 Antigua delayed from 120 into Ripon. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Think It Up. Hi, I'm Nick Jonas, and I'm here to tell you about Think It Up, a new initiative to activate student-powered, teacher-led learning projects. Students and teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms today? That's at thinkitup.org. Well, here we are. Mortgage rates are starting to pick up a little bit, but with fixed rates hovering in the 2% range, there is still time. Tom Sullivan here for the local company I'd trust to take care of you. First, California funding. So many of the mega banks with their auto dialers and call centers just want to sell you. No matter if it makes financial sense or not, First Cal will not sell you. They will give you honest advice because they're in this for the long haul, not the quick buck. Rates are still historically low. Home equity is at record highs. Pick up the phone. I guarantee you'll have a pleasant, informative discussion with someone who really cares and knows their business. Veterans, you can still purchase with zero down, 100% financing. Serving California for over 20 years. Make the five-minute call today, 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real Estate Broker License Number 01069872. NMLS Number 282458. Equal housing lender. Hello, I'm Michelle DeBudio, Director of Valley Caregiver Resource Center. Life is full of challenges for older adults. At Valley Caregivers, we're here with the tools you need to take care of your loved ones and better care of yourself. Our purpose is to help families caring for loved ones impaired by chronic ailments such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, or stroke. Caring for older adults can be difficult, especially if you're doing it alone. Valley Caregiver provides respite, education classes, legal consulting, and support groups, and each client is assigned a personal advocate that will walk the caregiver journey with you. I would like to invite you to call Valley Caregiver Resource Center at 559-224-9154 or visit our website, valleycrc.org, 559-224-9154. Valley Caregivers only sees possibilities by providing support to unpaid family caregivers. Thank you. We've all heard the phrase, an apple a day. Well, if you're not taking that bite because you're worried about your denture slipping, King Dentistry has the solution. We specialize in implant-supported dentures. While traditional dentures rest atop the gums and rely on the underlying bone for support, implant-supported dentures are attached to dental implants. This option eliminates the shifting and slipping common with traditional dentures. We are the original sedation dentistry, taking your fears out of the equation so you can relax, take a little nap, and wake up with a healthier, more beautiful smile. King Dentistry is reopening with your safety in mind, following all CDC guidelines. To schedule an appointment today in the 209 area, just dial dentist, E-N-T-I-S-T, or go to kingdentistry.com. Don't fear the dentist chair. King Dentistry is the answer. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there in 134 countries, including the U.S. To make a difference in a child's life, go to SOSUSA.org. For kids in poverty around the world, things are still desperate. Join Compassion International with your one-time $40 gift to provide a COVID relief kit to a family in poverty. Text the word GIVE to 83393. That's GIVE to 83393. Father, preacher, 
friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And the phone number here to the Mike Douglas Show, area code 209-551-3483. We've been uh, talking about the apparent abuse of uh, emergency powers by Governor Newsom (laughs) almost 12 months, 12 months into the restrictions here to uh, deal with COVID-19 in terms of public policy. Again, our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And let me go back to uh, j- just a, a thought we brought up a, a couple of minutes ago, and that is, my friends, I don't see this as a partisan issue. I don't see the state of the state of California right now relative to the public policy of COVID-19 as a partisan issue. This is a human rights issue. This is an issue of violations of the Constitution. This is an issue of people losing their livelihoods, of losing their jobs, of losing their businesses. And uh, in in schools, uh, there there's been new studies showing that children that are are kept in this restrictive environment it leads to suicidal thoughts it leads to depression this is not benefiting anyone to stay cooped up to have these types of of lockdowns it's not healthy we're you know sometimes the the the, the anticipated cure is worse than the disease I, uh, I, I think that's probably where we're at. And uh, John from Turlock has some thoughts about that. John, where, where are you at with all this right now? Well, I've signed three petitions to have him recalled. But I think with Gavin Newsom, it's mostly his attitude of me first, what's good for me. You know, everybody can see through him. But I, I've been in California since 1970, and I remember the, the same kind of calls came in about the smog laws in 1970. The air was just horrible. Yeah. So we survived that, and I'm pretty sure we're going to survive COVID-19, too. So I think with Newsom, it's mostly just his attitude. He's got that I'm smarter than everybody else attitude. You know, like he's not taking advice from anybody. It's just his way of the highway. It feels like that, doesn't it? When you uh, when you watch his body language and and such, uh, it just I don't know. It just doesn't read well with me, and I'm I'm thinking maybe not with you as well either. You're right. Now it's mostly his personality. I think that he's being bumped out, and he is going to go. I'm pretty sure they're getting close to a million uh, signatures. Yeah, and it, uh, apparently there's a press conference coming up on on Sunday about that. John, thank you so much. Uh, really All appreciate. Right, thank you. Well, have a great week. Appreciate it. All, All right, John. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, as you look at this recall effort, it's it's chugging away. There are, uh, I think, over uh, over. Two million? I don't. You know, the one point five million was required. Way above that right now. Way above that. And so I think uh, we're right. Uh, John's right, and others are right that the recall may go through. The question is, who's on deck, and are they qualified to uh, bring solutions uh, so that we're not suffering 
the way we are. That's the key, and that's what we need to be watching for with a very critical eye. Who's on deck? What do they have to bring to the table? And uh, so we'll be watching for that as time goes on. Again, thanks for joining us here on the Mike Douglas Show. Just a reminder, coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, Trevor Carey will be looking at the national scene in terms of uh, what's happening, what people are talking about, what they're worried about. And you and I will be back on Monday as uh, as we regroup here on the Mike Douglas Show to talk about the issues of the day that affect you and me. And uh, again, very, very privileged to serve you here. We'll see you Monday.